the inside. She got the scoop on the ones to watch, on the ones that's hot. No one can do it quite like Caroline. Caroline. No one can do it quite like Caroline. It's time for Caroline. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Hyper Caroline Hobby. I am your host, Caroline Hobby. I know music, I know people, and I know the questions you want to ask. So let's get hyper. Heads up, these are adults having adult conversations, so there could be adult content. This week is super exciting for me because I have my mentor, Victoria Shaw, on the show. She was the very first person I interned for. I interned for her for probably five years in Nashville. She taught me everything about songwriting, and then she ended up signing me to my first publishing deal. She wrote The River for Garth Brooks, and she's every woman for Garth Brooks. She's written uh, Nobody Wants to Be Lonely for Ricky Martin and Christina Aguilera. I Love the Way You Love Me for John Michael Montgomery. And she's just an incredible person, and I'm so thankful to have her in my life. And she is also on this episode with Lacey Cavalier, who is an artist she has been working with. And Lacey is gorgeous, inside and out, stunning, stunning soul. She is so talented. She just got off tour with Chase Rice. She has tons of new music in the work that she's putting out. And she was on Barney. What? So y'all get excited. Their interview is awesome. Welcome, Lacey and, and Victoria. Hello. 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 And you are? I'm Caroline Hobby. And you do? I am interviewing you guys for my fantastic podcast, Hyper Caroline Hobby. Thank Let you. me introduce who I have here. I have Lacey Cavalier. Hey, y'all. And Victoria Shaw. Hello. And this is a joint interview because the common thread is Lacey and I, I'm no longer pursuing music, but <laughs> Lacey's an incredible singer and Victoria and songwriter and, songwriter <laughs> and performer. And Victoria what? is the link between the two of us where you were both of our first publishing deal and kind of our first start in the music business. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's very exciting. That makes me very special. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you are very <laughs> special. Yeah. And it, I think you were like one of the first people I met when I moved here. I was like 14, 15 years old and Vic introduced me to you. And I was like, oh my God, she's so pretty. <laughs> okay. Well, first off, Lacey Cavalier is probably the most beautiful human I've no, ever laid eyes on. You know what I decided today? That it, like you an award for best hair in Nashville. Me? Yes. Really? I'm not kidding you, Caroline. Wow. Every time I see a picture, I'm like, how does she do it? And you're just like, I just wash it. Are you kidding me? Because I just learned how to curl my hair like at age 29. But that's what I'm saying. Like you always wear it natural and it like, look, it's perfect. So (laughs) just want to let you know. Okay. If you find a secret fan page, it's me. (laughs) I totally appreciate that. I mean, because I think you have the best hair. Oh, thanks. Okay. So I'm going to start off with a few little rapid fire questions. Make sure you guys speak into the microphone. Okay. Okay. Sweet. This goes for both of y'all. So y'all both answer. Okay. What is your spirit animal? Ooh. It doesn't have to be like an actual animal. It can be whatever you want it to be. Oh, I've never been asked that. I like popcorn, skinny pop. Is your spirit animal? <laughs> yep, I'm going with it. Okay, tell me why. It just like makes me feel all kinds of ways. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to roll with that one. Okay, skinny pop popcorn. My spirit animal. Yeah. What you got? Mm. I guess I'll just say um, a monkey because I can swing from thing to thing. From vine to vine. Okay. From vine to I could see that. Okay. <laughs> Are we vines? Yeah. Okay. okay. No, life, you know? I swing from vine to vine to vine. So okay. I like it. Okay, so I got popcorn and a uh, monkey. <laughs> Great. So, Victoria, you can eat Lacey <laughs> yeah. for a snack? <laughs> no, I like chocolate. <laughs> I like something more caloric. <laughs> okay. Okay. Who... Who's the person you want to have coffee with or drinks with and why? Anyone, anytime, any place. Gosh. Alive or dead? Any uh, wide no, open? No, I need I need a it's wide much open. easier. It's wide so, open. Yeah, either. Okay, first dead and alive, and also everyone. We have a dog bagel who will be making appearances <laughs> on the show. So if you hear panting, it's not any of <laughs> it's us. It's me. <laughs> it's Lacey <laughs> panting very hard. Um, gosh, this is hard. Oh, I can go dead easy. I'd I'd love to have coffee with my dad. And is today his birthday? Yeah, yesterday was. I was gonna say. Yesterday Aww. was. So that would be nice. That would be nice. Um, what would y'all talk about? Uh. Oh God, we'd laugh. He he made me laugh, so we would laugh a lot. And your dad was in the entertainment business. Yes, and he was an inventor and always inventing things and really fearless and really big and loud and uh, brave. So, and he liked uh, life. So do you feel he like would, got... he would he would be bummed that he was dead? <laughs> 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 so, do you think? 
you got a lot of your love for the entertainment industry and your big personality? Oh, from both my parents. But yeah, probably the big from my dad. But uh, uh, and fearlessness. I mean, I got a lot from both of them. Victoria, why are you barking? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe my spirit yeah, animal is a dog. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna. I'm gonna get to your suit, but since we're on this, tell me about your mom and your dad because that is how you got into music. I didn't get to do the coffee with a live person. We're gonna get back to it. We're just taking. <laughs> we're going to roundabout. Jeez. We're really? gonna come back. But while we're on your parents, tell me about your mom because she also like started a magazine. Yeah, and... my parents were both in the music business when I was before I was born, and then a little bit. After I was born. But by the time I was three or four, they were mostly out of it. And so my dad was always trying to invent something. Like what? He, oh, well, or he'd invent something or he would, like, like a thing called wacky waters, which was stuff that turned your bathtub, bath water, different colors. Okay? <laughs> but, and which was a great idea if you were a kid. You know, you want a blue bath or a red bath and stuff like that. But um, he, he would invent these things and then sell the patent real quick. And we never really made any money off of anything. So he really invented all the time. Yeah, he invented a thing called the, I mean, he also had, like, he was working, he would be part of a deli, or he would do office supplies. I mean, he, I, my biggest fear in life was, as a kid was somebody go, and what does your father do? I'd be like, oh, <laughs> uh, what week is it? But he was always inventing, thinking he was going to find the thing. So, yeah, uh, air conditioned umbrella, Stop. an umbrella with a fan in the top, so when you're golfing or something. Uh, also, he did that, and then eventually, after always inventing he decided uh what's needed and my mom was heavy at the time and decided she didn't want to diet anymore and she decided they need a fashion magazine for large size women and my dad said well let's start one and they didn't know anything about the magazine business but they started one and it ended up being very successful what was it called big beautiful women magazine bbw and that that big beautiful women magazine woman yeah woman and unfortunately they started that when i was like almost out of the house i was like 17 i was like how come you guys made your money when i left (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh so how long did that magazine run Oh, gosh. Um, 15 years, I guess. And they had a circulation of, I don't know, half a million or something or That's more. That's a big That's deal. Yeah. So they did, I mean, but at an, and my mom had like a line of clothes that she did on uh, QVC. Oh, no my way. gosh. And, panty, and pantyhose in, in um, JCPenney. That's but so they didn't cool. know anything. Literally, they when first thing they did when they decided they were going to make a magazine is like, well, what do we need? Well, paper, okay. Yeah. And then they made up names on the masthead just to look like they had a staff. They had oh our dog's gosh. name on. No <laughs> way. My name was on. It was like just you name it. I always That's admire hilarious. people who are so fearless and just diving into new. My things. my mom totally. always says to this day whenever I get scared of something, what's the worst that can happen? What is the worst that can happen? Well, I mean, unless somebody's going to die, then nothing's really that bad. You know what I mean? It just might not work. Right. Exactly. And then you just try something else. Exactly. Take a lesson from your dad. Just invent something else. Yeah, just keep trying and just just enjoy the journey. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. (laughs) Thanks, parents. Okay, so that's your dead. Who, who, we'll get to your alive coffee drinks. Who would you want to have coffee or drinks with dead or alive? Probably dead. This is uh, probably it would be my great grandfather because I was named after him. That's cool. Lacey Darby, yeah. And so I don't know. They always said. Well, they said when I was born, he died just like maybe a week later, and he in the hospital like took napkins and made a like ripped them and made a picture frame and put the picture they brought from the hospital of me in it and like that was wow. yeah so I never got to know him and so yeah I'd like to know him and then alive That's are we doing tough. alive yeah okay well I've always wanted to be a princess <laughs> I like had a this, great princess thank you I had this weird fascination with like royal families and those types of shows and books and every time people were like what are you reading I'm like a princess book um I don't know why I just love them I so just would love you, them you want to meet like Kate Middleton yeah <laughs> oh, I'd yeah. be like I just want to know, like, what you do on a daily basis. Or, like, because I like the fact that they have to, like, do, like, run a country and be smart and all this stuff. Yeah. Well, they're not really running the country. But you know what I mean. But, like, go and actually have to have knowledge yes, of what's going on yes. in, the in you know, they in their country. And, yeah. And they work hard. They along do. with getting to wear the prettiest dresses, so. Okay. I love that. <laughs> I like that, too. So, yeah. Okay. And they need to wear crowns. Which is always great. I'll great. get you a crown. Why don't you just start making you. your thing wearing crowns? <laughs> It might be weird. But it's not weird once you make it the thing. <laughs> That's true. It's only weird Maybe for a like while. have them, you know, like Ariana Grande has the bunny ears. Yes. Maybe mom will be a little crown. You know what? do like a little I think, one. I think a crown over bunny ears. On the side yeah. of your head or something. Yeah. Like a tiny little crown. You should play around with that. I should. I should. I just feel like when people look at me, they don't think crown. Not yet. <laughs> That's true. We're going to work on this. Work on it. 
Make them gotta have a gimmick. I like it. Okay, who would you want to have coffee or drinks with alive? That's tough. Have you already had coffee and drinks with everyone you want to? I've had coffee and drinks with a lot of cool people. (laughs) I mean, she's had coffee with us. I know. That's true. There's like no Um, beating that. (laughs) I don't know. Get back to me on that. I have to think about that. Okay. Okay. That's a good one. Okay. Um, who? What would you name your alter ego and why? Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, all growing up, you know the Confessions of the Teenage Drama Queen? I think I'm too old for that. Okay, well. I know, I'm about a decade plus older than you. I want to say it was Lin- Lindsay Lohan who was the actress, but her name was Lola. And I named every doll, every bear, everything Lola. And it was like... Who's Lola? What's her personality? She like? is the star <laughs> of everything. She's just like this little spitfire thing. She's like your Sasha Fierce? Yeah. And she like, she... Yeah, she does theater, and she's this Broadway girl, and this all this stuff. I like it. She like actually has knowledge of her old yeah. ego. Yeah, well, because I, I honestly like I would cry to my parents and be like, "Why didn't you name me Lola?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's why I went through a phase of naming everything Lola. That's really funny. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. What about you, alter ego? I never thought about an alter ego. I think I'm too schizophrenic. I don't need an alter ego. <laughs> I'm, I'm I am my alter ego constantly. So I think I changed. I never thought about it, but I will say that just funny enough, uh, Gunner and Matthew Nelson. Uh, oh, the Gunners, the, the twins, N- the Nelsons. Yeah, they just have that long, flowing, beautiful blonde yes. hair. Yes, so they're they're good friends of mine. I just recently uh, did a show, one of my songwriter shows in New York, and I I said, do you remember the nickname you guys used to call me? And they and it took them a second, and they go, oh, we call you, we called you Red Sonia, because they, I was like, Red Sonia was I think a, an action hero in one of the uh, like uh, it was like uh, one of the. Uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger mo- Hagen movies, you know, like uh, she was fierce and she was crack the whip because I would always be like, be on time, okay? I want to know, you know, don't double dip and da da da. <laughs> so they I call- could never see that. <laughs> so they call me. Yeah, they said that my three rules were: don't be late, enunciate, and never double dip. That's amazing. <laughs> okay. okay. Red Sonia Red and Sonya. Lola. Yeah. Welcome to the interview, Red Sonia. Thanks. Thanks for coming. Uh, thanks. What's yours? Oh gosh. I don't know. I'm kind of schizophrenic, too, and I'm so emotional. Mm-hmm. And every season Same. of my life is a different series of emotions. So I know that. I'm in a very, like, open-minded period right now, yeah. so I don't know. I can see that. I yeah. seem very, like, strong, confident. But I'm also, like, super Caroline. vulnerable right now. Yeah. Because I call I'm, you but that's the best. When you're, like, the most vulnerable and transparent, people yes. connect to you better. I guess. Yeah. I'm in a very... I think because I've started interviewing, too, like, mm-hmm. I'm so curious about other people. Yeah. Then I'm like transcending into their worlds a lot mm-hmm. more than I used to because I used to be very self focused. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess you're always self focused, but yeah, I don't know. I can't. I'll get back to you. This is not about me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> this is about y'all. Okay, so I'm gonna start with Victoria and then we're gonna move into Lacey and we're gonna okay. connect it all together. Okay. Interject whenever you want, Lacey, if you have some color okay. to add Lola. Oh, how, okay, Lola's got this. Okay. Okay, so Victoria, yeah. your singer, songwriter, producer, publisher, dancer, let's dancer. Not dancer. <laughs> oh wait, that's just in my mind. Most importantly, exotic dancer. <laughs> yeah. So, can you tell me what all those roles are, and which one you like the best, and which one came first? Because I don't think people listening might know singer. Everyone knows a singer is, but singer, songwriter, producer, publisher. Break them down. Tell us about them where they all came from, and how they fit together well, in your life. I was singing always, so singing first since I was, I think I sang before I talked. So. Why were you always singing? Where did that come from? From a musical household. My mom okay. always said she sang to me before she talked. I'm going to change your diaper. You know, everything was, <laughs> everything was sung. So music, music, music was part of the house, so probably singing. And then you, you, you said in what order, or just how did Which all... came first, and yeah, then how singing, did they all fit together, right. and what do you like the best? Singing came first. That was just a natural. Just everybody in my family sang. sang. I learned harmony when I was like, Eight, I think, you know, and just singing. Lucky duckling. <laughs> you know what's really weird, and I know you're going to hate me for this. What? We used to sing a lot in the car, and my mom would do a lot of harmonies. I guess I heard a lot of stuff. And I was, about, maybe I was nine, and I had a dream with the song You Are My Sunshine, mm-hmm. and it had harmony in it. And the next time we sang in the car, I said to my mom, do me a favor and sing You Are My Sunshine for a second. And I sang what I heard. I know that sounds so weird. You, I you can't even talk about the harmony. I dreamed the so harmony. Well. I dreamed about hearing the song. And ever since then, I like I got it. 
It's the weirdest thing. But anyway. Me, I can't hear harmonies very I, well at all. I don't know what it is. It just... No, you're getting so much better. Thanks, man. You are. <laughs> uh, harmonies are hard if no, you're not actually hard. I annoy everybody in the car because they're like, okay. No, but there's a lot of lead singers that, you know, are are, are not the harmony people, you yeah. know. Right. But you are It takes so listening better. to other people and that's, yeah. you just yes. not used to that. Exactly. Anyways. Back to me. So, so then, and then piano lessons. Piano lessons because my mom just, you know, just said, you know, you, you have to learn how to read, write, arithmetic, and piano, and it doesn't matter what you do with it. So I learned piano, thank goodness. And then coming here into town and getting Why my, Nashville? Because <clears throat> you're a New York, L.A. native. You started I, off in L.A. <clears throat> or New York? Born in New York, raised in L.A. But then you still have an apartment in New York. You're a New Yorker at heart. Yeah. So why did you move to Nashville? I fell in love with country music. It's the weirdest thing. And that's like not, that's not in your roots. No. Although, because your roots I, are, I was country, your roots. Uh, my roots are probably gray now. But, <laughs> 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 but that's another story. Um, no, my roots were in California, kind of southern Cal. I mean, all kinds of stuff, all kinds of music. But back then, it was kind of that country when country wasn't cool mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. stuff that crossed over. A lot of Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton and stuff, Anna Murray and stuff that crossed over. So I didn't. And I used to watch a lot of TV with the Ma- Barbara Mandrell. I didn't know I was watching country. I just thought yeah. I was watching music. So when I started to kind of dive into country, I was like, Oh, I know that. I know that song. So if it was before anything like in the 60s or early 70s or something like that i didn't know country music now i do but that if it was kind of 80s on i i I, or mid 70s i got it so i just fell in love with country music and started coming down to nashville it was the oddest thing but i loved it when i went to the bluebird i saw my first songwriting show and i'd always dabbled in songwriting but then i thought oh i'm gonna buckle down and i'm gonna really really try this songwriting and i'm gonna get noticed and i'm gonna get a record deal and you know life's and you did all of the above say, yes. you all got happened. noticed and you got a record but deal. not overnight it was a good eight years after coming down here but that. some of the people that you first started writing with were garth brooks mm-hmm. like you marcus started writing Hummin. marcus Hummond, who's yeah. written so many songs god bless the broken road yeah rascal flats my favorite yeah but how did you and garth get linked up because y'all are like buds um we, we so the fact where you have his grand piano in your house uh, actually, it's Trish's. Oh, you have Trish's. Oh, uh, our bad. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he'll call it Trish's, even though it was in their house. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, yeah, I, I met his manager, Bob Doyle, a long time ago, and his uh, uh, co-manager, Pam Lewis, at the time. And they just introduced me at this, uh, I used to crash she it. hadn't, he had not become Garth Brooks yet, right? No. No, okay. I'd never even heard that name. I thought that was the weirdest name I'd ever heard. Garth. <laughs> Garth, what a name. <laughs> and, um, Don't forget that. And so, um, so yeah, we met at the Opryland Hotel at the Country Radio Seminar one time. And we um, always say we met in the bathroom because we actually, after we talked, it was so loud, we went into the bathroom just to exchange phone numbers and, and be able to write it down. So people laughed that we met kind of in the bathroom. But, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so then uh, all of a sudden songwriting seemed like the thing to do. And then as you get to be an artist, you start to demo. And I didn't realize it at the time that I was probably that I was, you know, moving these demos along. You know, you, you still think, well, I can't be a producer because I don't produce my demos. And then mm-hmm. after a while, you're like producing your demos. And and as as my had success and as I kept going, I thought, um, you know what, I, I can uh, producing demos and producing masters. The only difference is a better lunch budget and you know <laughs> more, and more time for studio. So well, before I get to producing, though, you wrote six number one hits for Garth Brooks. Is that right? No, but, but you wrote you know six what? number one. Good. Six, <laughs> Yes, I did. Six number one and and uh, what else? So you've written six number ones. Yeah. Okay, so tell me your big hits. A lot for Garth Brooks. Also, you wrote Nobody Wants to Be Lonely for Christina Aguilera and Ricky Martin, which I love that song. Thank you. A song called She's Every Woman for, for Garth. For Garth. Um, song called I love, it with the, I love the Way You Love Me for John Michael Montgomery. Don't forget The River for Garth. Oh, the River, sorry. The River for Garth Brooks. <laughs> and then... Um, oh, you wrote something for John Barry that I love. No, nothing for John Barry. But Not I love, John Barry? No. John Michael Montgomery? Oh. I don't think you were over John Barry. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take anything. I like John. So then, yeah. So I love I, the way you love me for John Michael Montgomery. Are you kidding me? That's the best. That is the best. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. And then I've had number ones like a Christmas song on the uh, adult contemporary charts called Sending You a Little Christmas. I've had a number one on the Latin charts, which was a, a Ricky Martin song. So I've just kind of been all over the charts. Everything but rap. Doug Stone, Too Busy Being in oh, Love. Oh, yeah. So, God, that's terrible that I forgot that. I'm what? very proud of that What's song. wrong with you? I don't know. Thank God I wrote it down. I have. Guys, uh, you know, and you just get so <laughs> no, I, have, I mean, there's just start. so many. I have mommy brain. <laughs> Did you say where your road leads for Garth and Trisha? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, is there something wrong with you? <laughs> you know what? I, I have so many hits. So I have, many hits. I have yeah, mommy just... brain. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's on to other things. Okay. So. Okay, so songwriting led to you getting a record deal. Right. And you were coming up with Faith Hill, like y'all were buds. Yeah, well, she was my roommate. We lived together for a while. Okay. Well, I mean, what she look like naked? naked? Yeah, I've seen her <laughs> naked. <laughs> 
everything. There it is, right there. Faith Hill, seen her naked. And what does she look like? Awesome. Yes. Stunning, which is why I had to kick her out. She couldn't be my roommate anymore. She's too pretty. Too pretty. She's like Lacey. I wouldn't want to live with Lacey either. No, she's smart. So, yeah, so Faith, we all came up together, you know, all those people. So it was kind of fun. It was Gary Burr. It was just like the class of our class. Always when you say that, because now I've started to see that. Yes, you do. friends. You totally, she does too. You build crazy. Yeah. Yours, Brett Eldridge was in yours. Oh, Brett and I had our, we played our first show together. I remember. At um, Exit In. Like, we both had never played a show before, and we played it together. See, that to me is, like, the most fun part. Like, when I got the roster for CMA Fest, I saw five of my friends on there, and I texted them, I was like, how the heck did we get here? Last year, we were, like, crying at a bowling alley, saying, (laughs) this is never going to happen. It's really crazy if you stick to your dreams. Like, they really do come true. And then you're like a magnet. You're attracted to people more like yourself who are talented. Mm -hmm. Yes. A talent attracts talent. And then you guys just... You know, that's what I love about Nashville. Yeah. It's such fam- <coughs> family. Yeah. And it is like a little class system. It's like oh, totally. your grades. Like, I, I, you really do, like, there's freshman, junior, mm-hmm. sophomore, senior, and then you graduate. Don't call me a senior. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're in, like, graduate school. <laughs> you're like a professor graduate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're a professor now. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay, so once you started writing, then you realized that you got a record deal. You're sending to Warner Brothers. Yes. Yeah, so and I you was... actually competed against Faith Hill for Best New Female Vocalist? No, I competed against... Um, um, uh, At the CMA Awards? Sh- Shania Twain. You were nominated for Best New Female? <sighs> Best New Female, Shania Twain and um, me. I and... didn't know that. Yes, and I can't Dang remember who dick. the third person was. <laughs> yeah. You worked it up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Did Shania win? Uh, yes. Rude. Yeah, that is rude. But the first, wait. I do love Shania. Yeah. Oh. It was probably the cheat outfit. Oh, that cheat outfit. Wait, was, wait. Am I trying to, I think it was against Faith Hill. No, it wasn't against Faith. It was against Shelly Wright. Oh, I love Shelly Wright. Who I love. And maybe, you know what, it was, Shania was on something I was up, I think the ACM award when I was up for best vocal, or new vocalist, it was Shelly Wright and. Academy of Country Music. Academy of Country, yeah. And I can't remember who, Lisa, um. Broke up? Yes. Oh. And so Shelly wrote, Shelly won. But Shelly was great because she did my hair uh, the day before <laughs> for an interview we did. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I love her. And before so. we move on from your artist career, though, you also played the legendary, ma- uh, wait, Central Park with Garth yeah, Brooks, where did. he did that huge free concert in Central Park that the whole park was just covered in people like an ant farm. Yeah, yeah, and awesome. you were the opening act. It was, was just you and Garth. Just being Garth. Like, seriously. Yeah, it was Tell insane. us about that. Um, that was, um, you know what's funny? Talk about nerves. I was given, like, I think 27 minutes or something I was allowed. And I was so nervous, I played everything too fast, and I got off early. <laughs> Stop. I, I didn't That's take my hilarious. full time. When I got off and looked at my clock, I was like, I could have done another song. But I, yeah. I, I, it was just kind of in and out, but it was really it's a amazing. Whirlwind. But you it didn't mess up. You no, I didn't mess up. Show. It was really fun, and then I got to watch the concert, and it was now he's going to do Yankee Stadium, you know. Oh, that's awesome. It's going to be really cool. But what's funny is in March, I went with my daughter. Her theater class, our high school theater class, had a New York trip, and they were, and I went as one of the chaperones. So they went on a tour of Central Park, and the, the tour guide said, and this is where Garth Brooks had his legendary concert, and my daughter was like, my mom opened for him. Can you even that's believe so that? That's so cool. It but like, funny. What kind of bragging rights are those? Like, come on. <laughs> Maybe Seriously. I'll be a trivial pursuit question. Who was the first country artist to play Central See? Park? It wasn't Garth. It was Why? me. Oh, because you played <laughs> for him. <laughs> See, you broke records. Oh, yeah. he, he closed the show for me. So yes. that's seriously how good a friend y'all are, that he asked you to open I that show. I think he saw the New York connection, which was cool, you know, mm-hmm. and then he called me and said, you know, you're but from But he could have asked anybody. But yeah. he would have been dumb. Yeah. <laughs> And it was cool because, I mean, literally it was so close to my apartment, so I took a cab up there. That's awesome. Oh, my gosh. How many people were in that show? Were at that show? Uh, I think about a million. But after the first 50,000, oh, you can't see anymore. My. A million A million people. Like, you can't... never told me there was a million people. Did the, te- did the city shut down? The city was amazing. And I was just talking to Garth about this. It was in August. August is so hot. Weren't you wearing spandex? <laughs> like a crop top? No. What are you? What? what I've seen you in crop tops on stage. What website really have you been looking? <laughs> I don't remember to be honest with you, but I was wearing a Manuel jacket. I do know that. Uh-huh. But I, I he's an just, incredible designer in Nashville. Yes, I was talking to Garth and saying because he was hoping that the weather was going to be good for this Yankee Stadium thing. I said, "You change the weather in August in New York. No humidity, a little breeze." And I remember talking to my mom, looking out, going, "Okay, 
this is not the weather that should be now. He has really good connections. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. He's got that good energy going. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you did the artist. I did the artist two albums on Warner Brothers and um, Warner Reprise, and they offered me another one, but it really just didn't happen the way I'd hoped it would happen, and I, at that point, just thought, I think it's time to move on and change up my karma and um, have a baby because that's something I'd really wanted to do and I kept putting it off and I didn't want to put it off anymore. My father had just passed away and it seemed like a lot of a lot of things were needing to change. So I just thought I need to, this is not the right home for me even though I'm so grateful I got to have two records. It was great. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so then I cut my hair and I left my <laughs> management. I feel like cutting hair is always a moment of totally. change. Totally. Like, yeah. totally. Like you're transforming. Oh, yeah. yeah. I took off all the big curls, cut my hair, got pregnant, um, left my well, there you go. Uh, That's PRO. That's a big year. Yeah. <laughs> left my PRO. My, uh, went for ASCAP to CSAC. I left uh, my agents. Went, you know, I mean, just tried to cha- change it up. all. Changed it all. And Are you glad you changed it Totally. All? Completely. And then decided I really what I wanted to do was develop artists. Okay. Because I thought I'd be good at it. I think it's the artist in me and the mother in me. And I have a lot of patience when I love something. Okay. Really, really a lot of patience. Because I just think things take time, slow and steady. So, um, I don't know. I just, I was looking for a guy. And then I ended up finding Hillary and then eventually finding Lady So a. that leads us to Lady A. And by the way, the panting is back full force because there's... It's not me, guys. <laughs> it is Lacey. Lacey is panting, but there is thunder outside. And our sweet little bagel teacup over bagel. here is very nervous. So she's going to pant a little bit. So then you moved into producing. And you linked up with Hillary Scott from Lady Antebellum. Yep, who was about 15, 16, the same age uh, Lacey, Lacey was. you're 19 now. Yes. But she was the same age. Can you age. believe that? It sounds still so young. You've done so much for 19 years. But for you, I'm sure it's like, I met you when you're so young. Yeah. But I could be your mother. <laughs> I mean, I could. But that would be well, bad. That, that would be sure. wrong. That would be wrong, yeah. but it could happen. Yes. So you linked up with Hillary Scott. You started developing her. You signed her to a publishing deal. And then here comes Charles and Dave, and they formed Lady Antebellum, and you co-produced it with Paul Worley. Tell yeah, me about that experience. Um, just, it was all uh, an amazing experience. It was... Uh, to, to work with them for five years, well, work for Hillary for five years, work with the boys for about three, I guess, um, and get them their deal and, and, and just, I mean, they used to just live at my office, basically, you know, coming all the time to write, and we'd demo, and they'd, you know, Charles would call and ask for, you know, how, how should this set list go for this show? What do you think about the, you know, he was it was really a, a very uh, incredible uh, time, and I did everything just by gut, nothing by the way it's supposed to do it. We didn't have a paid, uh, you know, usually you get money for a showcase, but we just, they just got, started playing out, and I just called everybody and their mother, and by the end of that night, they had three deals offered, and by the next day, they had five, and, wow. I mean, but they had been five playing, but they had been deals. playing once a week uh, at the Third and Lindsley, and really okay. just honing their stuff, and, and just getting better and better, and writing and writing, and I believed in them, and, and then got to co-produce the first album and win CMA producer, uh, CMA album, uh, single of the year. Which was I Run To You. Which was I Run To You. How oh, was that? Oh, I love that song. Yeah, So that too. one's single of the year. Yeah, that was really amazing. That's insane. How did that feel? Uh, totally a surprise. Really? To- yeah. Same as surprise when I, actually I didn't, when I went in the uh, ACM for, uh, I Love The Way You Love Me, I was so sure Chattahoochee was going to get it. So I was kind of relaxed in my seat. And then when they called I Run To You. Who did you think was going to get it? Uh, I don't remember what else was up there at the moment, uh, now, but uh, I remember just turning... Paul Worley was sitting behind me, and we just kind of looked at each other like, what? Like, what? Yeah. It so was you really... all got up to go up on stage yep. and accept the award? It was something. Did you know what's there, or did you freeze? Um, I, I, I never freeze. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what I said, but I don't freeze. <laughs> oh, okay. It's okay. Well, there's a lot happening here. Someone's coming in an interview. We're just doing a quick interview over here. <laughs> Leslie said we can use her office. Like, yeah, we're in Leslie Tomasina's office, who is the <laughs> wife of Bob DePira, who I also interviewed for my podcast oh, i don't so she knows oh yeah i interviewed bob and he's an oh, amazing really? interview too. oh my gosh the stories are incredible yeah so we're all connected this oh, yeah. nashville web is very tight so i uh talking about hillary and being so young i i didn't want to work with anybody else young again just i mean i loved her i still love her but just thought you know that that was a one-time thing and a lot of people think oh you did her so let me bring every you know here's my here's my embryo here's my amoeba you know here's my four-year-old you know here's my this it was constantly but it wasn't until lacy uh came walking into my office where I was like, oh, I, here we go, because I just fell in love with her. She had this special thing, aura around her, just like Hillary did, just this special, unique, individual... Stardust. Stardust. I mean, fairy dust. I mean, if that's what you want to call it. <laughs> yes, it and is. it doesn't matter that you have to have, you need, a, you know, work, you know, and, and honing and, edu- you know, like just educating your craft. You, If you don't have that stardust to begin with, it just doesn't matter. I agree. Yeah. Where do you see yourself in the next five years? What's your 
dream? What does your dream five years look like from now? Hmm. Because you've accomplished quite a bit in your lifetime. Oh, but there's so much more. I know. So you what don't do you ever stop dreaming? Oh, you're also working with the Property Brothers. Like you do stuff with them all the time. You just yeah. recorded their new song. It's number five on GAC uh, video That's on the awesome. countdown. Number How five. fun is that? It's really fun. It's goofy yeah. and fun. What a random thing yeah, to seriously. be producing the Property Brothers. I am a random thing. They times. should give you a free house. I would like that. <laughs> they should give me a free house. They should give Lacey a free house. I would just like them to come and renovate the house I have. That would be nice. That would be nice. But, um, yeah, so that's, in five years from now, I would like to be looking at uh, Lacey winning another Grammy, going, see, I you know. You want a Grammy? No, for, for Lacey to win, like, another Grammy. Like, 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 like more be, than one. More oh, than you one. have already won one. She yeah. will already have one. In five years. Yes. Oh, so she'll have a Grammy. That's like a big She'll be big. winning another Grammy, and she'll be really successful, and I'll be just going, see, I know what I know what I know what I know. <laughs> and, um... Uh, let's see what else. I would love one of the shows that I've been writing, musicals I've been writing to <clears throat> be either in production or already out. How many musicals have you written? Uh, uh, one ch- children's musical that's completed and one um, adult one that's not quite completed yet. Wow. Yeah. So um, so I'd like that. that. And what else? Uh, you're talking professionally, right? So no, I just the, whole, like, the whole gamut. Oh. Um, I would like <clears throat> enough money <laughs> to... Take me to Greece. Take her to Greece, travel around the world, <laughs> and suck out some parts of my body. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ridiculous. But yeah, I don't know. Just happy. That's what I'd like to be in five years. I think that's where I'd like to be. I'd like to be happy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, could and you... Healthy. Happy and healthy. Could you yeah. introduce Lacey in your words and yes. describe her? Yes. Before we get... Now we're on to Lacey yes. Cavalier's section. I'm here, y'all. Lacey Cavalier, <laughs> besides the fact that she's skinny popcorn, I'm not quite sure. Skinny popcorn. <laughs> I don't know why. I've just but been on my heart today. <laughs> Lacey Cavalier, to me, is the... Uh, just the next big thing. She is okay, special. Tell me why. She has um, incredible beauty inside and out. She is a really, really talented songwriter, which, you know, a lot of girls are great singers, which she is, but really talented songwriter with great, unique ideas, knows her sound. She is... What is her sound? I'll let her tell you. Okay. Um, she is <laughs> She is um, unique, stunning. Stunning. Um, hardworking, Aww. hard on herself. <laughs> Too hard on herself sometimes. Uh, but I love that because, you know, she wants, she just wants, she's a perfectionist. And, um... I keep trying to teach her that sometimes the bumps in the road are the most beautiful. But I love literally the fact, ten yeah. minutes before you walked in, I was like, she was crying. <laughs> I was like, okay, crying about something. But that's okay because she wants things so badly. So she's she is. Driven. I haven't. Yeah, she's driven and she is a a girl's girl. Which a lot of times when you see beautiful women, you think, oh god, you know they must be, you know, stuck up or only like guys. She's a girl's girls, and after the show, I get so proud that the girls are the ones that line up because they really relate to the music. They like her. They like her vibe. She gives out the "Hey, let's go shopping" vibe, <laughs> and let's go eat some food. Skinny um, popcorn. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've seen her eat, and it's not skinny popcorn. <laughs> she can put it away. <laughs> but um, yeah, she is the next big thing because she's because she's real, and she's not a cookie cutter mode, and and she is there for. Um, women are going to love her. And that's the difference, you know, because a lot of guys sign girl women or female artists based on what they think. And, you know, what guys think is not what girls think. Mm-hmm. And girls are the ones that buy the music. That's so true. guys will think they're hot, but they're not going to go and buy this. Right. Girls have to connect. And I haven't right. seen this kind of beauty and talent combined um, since... Uh, well, obviously Hillary had it, but she was in a group. But I haven't seen it as an individual since my old roommate, Faith Hill, where you okay. have beauty, but accessibility and such down-to-earth realness that um, it's it's just an amazing combination. Thanks, Vic. Wow. Love you, too. <laughs> on that note, let's bring on Lacey. Let's talk. So tell me about what your sound is. How would you describe your sound? And you have a Louisiana flair. Oh, yeah. I would say, like... Honestly, my whole thing has been if I write what genuinely, like, organically comes out of me, then it'll be, it'll just create, you know, a sound that people won't be able to deny. They won't be able to, like, call out and be like, eh, I don't really like it. If it comes, you know, just completely from me and how I feel or whatever. And that, for me, is, you know, obviously country, but I really love soul, like, music, and I love, like, little Louisiana swampy vibe to it. So, you know, all those three things combined. Along with the fact that I listen to Drake and I listen to Justin <laughs> Bieber and all those things, you know, just whatever I feel 
when I'm writing, it's just, would I listen to this? Does mm-hmm. this, like, make me feel good? Does this make me feel something? Because if it makes me feel something, then other people are going to connect to what I'm feeling and, you know, enjoy it. So I love that. That's, you know... People from Louisiana love Louisiana too. Yeah. Don't they? I'm so prideful. Tell it's me ridiculous. why people love Louisiana so much. I just feel I don't even like Cajun food. I'm sorry. Oh, okay, wait. Can we end this? Yeah, I think I'm got, done. Yeah. I mean I'll eat kidding. it, but I would never pick it. Yeah, see, I just I don't know. I think it's a lot of it is the people. Everyone's just so chill and nice and fun. Like when I go home. Literally, there's probably more people that aren't a part of my family at my house than my family. Like, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I go home and my dad, like, my dad's friends will just drive over and sit on the back porch or go fishing. Or my mom's in the kitchen having wine with her friends. And then all my friends are there when I'm here in Nashville. I'm like, they're hanging out with my sister and my family and having, like, board game night. And I'm not so even there. your family's just super fun. Oh, it was always the house where everyone, like, kind of, I love that. you know, met up and, you know, hung out and whatnot. And I'm a huge board game fanatic. What's your favorite? Oh, well. <laughs> um, I have, like, every version of Monopoly possible. Wow. That's yeah. a good old-fashioned oh, game. Yeah, hey. and I even have the credit card version. <laughs> That's new, right? I'm, like, I'm ridiculous. I will, like, relationships will end, like, depending on Monopoly. Like, Do you get people to play it with you? Like, yeah. It's a long game. Yeah. And, uh, I, it's, it is. It is long. It is long, but it's worth it, y'all. <laughs> So it's you'll put them in time. Yeah. At like seven <laughs> years old, I was flipping Monopoly boards. and like, Oh, you're mad. Oh, I'm so competitive. Oh, my god. Yeah, so Monopoly is like... That's what it is, Lacey. Yeah. You're so competitive, and you're the most competitive with yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's a thing. Okay. Yeah. A big sports player when I grew up, played softball, and did, you know, competitive cheerleading and stuff, so I was always... You want to win. Got to win. Gotta win. So you had a couple of videos on CMT, which is yes. awesome, considering you haven't even signed a record deal yet, yeah. which I'm sure you will soon. But to have two videos on CMT? One, so, one, right? That's not two, one. there's Louisiana's up Well, there. they put it, they like featured it on my artist page. On the CMT artist page. You have an artist page on CMT. I do! You like type in CMT slash Lace Cavalier and you get me. That's a big deal. Isn't that cool? Did you freak? I did. I would freak. I was like, yeah. get, using any excuse to be like, yeah, go check out uh, my artist page. My artist page on CMT.com. You know, it's up there, so. And Link in bio. Your <laughs> bio's great. Thanks. I found out that you were on Barney. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> How in the world did you get on Barney? And who was under that costume? Oh, well, you know. at <laughs> like, in jail now. <laughs> yeah. He was actually so nice. You were on two seasons of Barney? Yeah. So, basically, at, I guess I was like eight. I went to my parents and I was, I was watching Nickelodeon. And I was like, I want to get slimed. And they are like, what are you talking about? I was like, I need to be on TV. Like, I need to, that's what, I need to do that. And so my mom was like, great. Like, couldn't you just say you wanted to be on the swim team or something? And so we <laughs> actually... was a lot more difficult. Exactly. We actually knew somebody that did acting camps and stuff in Dallas. So I begged and begged. And I was like, please, can we just go with them one weekend and go? So we go. And I got a few, like, agent offers. And so I took it. Like, I signed with an agency and booked Barney and started doing that. And I So what is that it. like? What do you do as oh my a gosh. cast member on Barney? It was like... It was it was funny because my mom's like, "This is so weird. I'm dropping my eight year old off at work at seven in the morning and picking her up at five. Do you five get paid and, dollars? To oh work yeah, there? like oh, the yeah. real dollars. I mean, like dollars that went into a college fund to the college I didn't go to. But that's great but, though. Yeah. Wait, Wait, I thought like your mom could drop you off. Didn't they have to have a garden? A garden? Oh no, we had like Barney's. We the had school there. I had school there. I had. Wow. I had, Did you love your castmate? Oh my gosh, they're so like tell my me best friend. What a day friends. at Barney's like? Okay, so I, you know, peace out to mom. <laughs> And You're when so she cool. out, I was so cool. I'd be like <laughs> highlighting my lines in, in the car and be like, "All right, gotta go, Jules." <laughs> Slap my book. Yeah, it's <laughs> like so go inside and um, we'd have catering, we'd have, like breakfast, all that stuff. Then we would switch with whoever needed to be on set or whatever within school because we had to be in school a certain amount of hours each day. And so yeah, we had like a teacher in the room, and we got to bring all the props that after an episode was done, we'd got to bring like a teepee or a rocket ship or whatever, and put it in our classroom and like oh do our work in there. And there was only four or five of us at a time, like kids on each episode, so they're like our best friends, and it was so much fun. You basically a big playground, and yeah, got, Do you keep in touch with any Barney kids. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, like friends with them all on Facebook, and That's it's so fun. fun to see them. I'm like. You're grown now. We're all grown. This <laughs> is so weird. Are people still doing music and stuff from yeah. Barney? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. And acting and things like that. 
It's crazy. I need to have a Barney reunion. Right? Know, Demi Lovato was a Barney kid, and so was Selena, Selena. Gomez. The mm-hmm. same oh my God. So you're like the new Mickey Mouse Club. I mean, I'm trying to be. You know, because like JT <laughs> and Christina and Brittany were Mickey Mouse. Now oh, it's like yeah. the Barney generation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is now cool. you, Lacey. I mean. And Ryan Gosling, you know, he was part of that, too. Of the Mickey Mouse Club. Stop. Okay, yes. now it's really got to be a thing. Yeah. Okay, so Barney <laughs> generation next, and this is Lacey's. Yeah. Uh, one of those, like, millennials. They, yeah, they I, have each section, so you'll be the Barneys. Yeah. The, <laughs> just the Barneys. The Barney, or the Barney and Friends. Maybe that's your spirit animal. Maybe. <laughs> Barney, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I was on the first season that they ever had the dinosaur riff, so wow. he was the brand new dinosaur, and I got to be the... I don't remember that. So what, who exactly. is, who is under that costume? Just a guy. Is he cool? Yeah, he was Did cool. Did he talk like that? Yeah, he was cool, and the ones in the smaller suits are actual, actual, actually little people. Are they speaking like that? Yeah. <laughs> so the, they really are acting Oh, no, no, no. Too. There's, um, like, a sound booth over the studio, and so there's the voices up top oh. that would watch us while we film, and they're talking, and, they, like, Barney has a Crazy. rod in his mouth, and he bites down on it and moves his chin. And like, wow! Oh gosh, see the backside of he Barney. has fans inside of He's the so suit. hot, so hot. Do you remember the one that caught on fire? No, it was in that studio just way before my time. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you said I'm done with Barney. Two seasons later, my packing parent, my bags, yeah. I'm going to Nashville. I told my parents I was retiring. But you know, like Victoria's right, you have to have that stardust. If you did like a couple acting weekends in Dallas, and right off the bat you get put on the biggest TV show yeah. for children, that's I, a big deal, Lacey. I told my parents I was a star. So you are. It's like there's literally a, a home video of me at five and a half, and they're like, "How old are you?" I'm like, "I'm five and a half, and I can sing that good." <laughs> and they're like, "Great, this is great. We're <laughs> Here in we for go. it." Yeah. And so I literally went to my parents after Barney and told them I was retiring and that I wanted to do music. And they're like, this is awesome. Like, what <laughs> the heck wait. did we do with her? So your mom, so, did she move up to Nashville with you? She did. Um, at, like, 12, I started, I cut my first, like, demo record, did all that stuff. And then, like, 13, 14, just really played around in Louisiana and did that stuff. And then, um, yeah, my mom moved up here with me when I was 15 and lived with me till 17 and then went home and now... Now you're 19. Now I'm 19. And, and you've had, you got, how did you get your video on CMT with no record deal or anything like that? Me and Vic just, uh, you know, making things happen. I'm just kidding. We're just basically saying, like, knocking on every door saying, look, I promise you'll like it. Just and look they at do. it. You know? Connections. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. And also good stuff. She yeah. Made a great video. Because yeah. no one's going to give you a favor if the goods aren't there. No. Right. So basically, mm-hmm. I just, for about six months, I sat down and I just started writing. Constantly, because I'd finally figured out what I wanted to say, which I feel like is what so important. What do you want to say? Well, I was in a relationship, and that gives you things to say. Let's yes, say you got that. a lot to talk about when you're going. And yeah. this was when you were how old when you were? Um, 17? Yeah. No, 18. Yeah, about 18. 18. Is this what your new EP is about? Yeah. Um, it's a continuation. Well, yeah, a continuation. And it's called, what is it called? It's Saving Pennies, Paying Dues. And then your single's called A Waitress. Mm-hmm. So talk about this EP. So the past fall, or this last fall, yeah, I was trying to prove to my parents that I could, that I could do more than, like, be on a TV show or sing or write a song. And so I was like, I can do a regular job, like, hands-on, back-hurting, knees-shaking, like, hard-working job. And I'm like, okay, Lace. So I go out and I got this job. And I was so proud of myself. And after like the first day, I was sitting there thinking, "What the heck did I do?" I was how were you work? Yeah, I was a waitress at Double Dogs oh, down here that? on Twenty First. It's a sports bar. We I had all the guys were hitting on you all the time. You would think until I mess up their order, and then they're pissed. Then they're like, "Okay, this girl." <laughs> and it was all college students, so it's not like they're gonna drop a big you tip. know tip on me. They just want to like mess with you. So, it was a lot of hard work, but I wrote a song about it after working there for about a month. And what's the song about? And it's just about the whole thing. It's about, like, basically everybody I know in Nashville has had, at some point, or still does, that kind of job where you're just waiting tables or you're, you know, parking cars or whatever. Just to make rent. Yeah, so that you can do what you want to do. And so, it's kind of about that, just, you know... We, pennies paying dues. Yeah, like, in my heart, I'm the star, and I'm this this and that, but, like, right this second, I have a ketchup stain on my shirt, and I'm running, you know, food, but I'll get there. Yeah. Like, I'll get there. I think I it's a really it. relatable song. Yeah. It's so catchy. I love yeah. it. And the, the title of the EP, actually, is a line in that song, and I just loved it. it was It's exactly how I feel in life right now. It's kind of like pinching pennies, but, like, 
doing what I need to do to get where I'm going, you know what I mean? And, yes. And showing that I'm dedicated and working hard. And Well, and Vic, you used to always tell me, you're just not quite ready, you're just not ready, and I used to always be like, what are you talking about? I'm ready! Like, I'm ready right yeah. now! We have a couple of those conversations. <laughs> like, you don't see that I'm ready? Yeah. And now, like, in retrospect, timing truly is everything. Oh, yeah. And it is so important to go through these experiences and totally. save your pennies and pay your dues and get and this knowledge. And learn from them and go on. Right. And make these mistakes and learn the stuff before you are in the huge spotlight. Oh, you know? 100%. Just build, and building character and that yes. whole thing. Like, I don't know, just my respect for people that work day in and day out to support themselves and their families and stuff like that. It just all of a sudden dawned on me and I'm just like, <laughs> oh, wow. Like, thanks, Dad. Yeah. And thanks, you know, and, and things like that. Yeah. So, it helped. Okay, so... Then you get picked up to open for Chase Rice. <gasps> yes. Which, once again, you're not signed. Yeah. And you were on a big tour opening. Yeah. How did that happen? How did it make you feel? And what? Um, I freaked out. But How he, did you even get linked up? Like, he randomly, I guess he saw my video for Put You Down on CMT or something. He heard it somehow. And so he came to you. He tweeted me. <gasps> he, like, tweeted my song and he was like, Badass song, powerful voice. Not that I've memorized it, but uh, and like and like put the link to my song and everything, and like tagged me. And I think I let myself at the time. I was like, no, 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 because I was like waking up, and I was like, no, this is a joke. This is like a fan account. This isn't. And so I go to him like, it's verified. It's him. And so I'm like screenshotting him. this. It's two, him. Two, two, two syllables. Him. Him. And so I was freaking out. But then it was like three or four months later that. I ran. I got a six one five number. Called my phone, and I never answer random numbers. I'm like, eh, it's gonna be something, you know, silly. I answered, and he was like, "Hey, this is Chase." I said, "What?" And I was like, "Who? Chase who?" And he was like, "Rice." And I said, "Okay, like right, okay." And he was like, "No, really, this is Lacey, right?" And I was like, "Is this really you?" And he was like, <laughs> "Yes." And he and he just went into like. How he listened to my music and how he wanted to hear "Put You Down" every night and asked me if I would come on tour them in the spring. Cause that doesn't happen every I day. Literally, I call my mom and I was like, "Mom, like a movie thing just happened, like a movie." That's scene. like one of those moments that like everyone dreams to happen. And it yeah. just shows you that everything she's doing is right. It's You're on the right, right in the right place. And yeah. to this day, I'm, I like thank him. I'm like, now you've given me a story that I can tell for the rest of my life. That you know, Chase Rice just called me on the phone. That's and, what dreams are made yeah, of. Yeah, right I went there. out to see her with her. Uh, opening night in Cookville at the university there and it was amazing it was just amazing were you nervous because those were probably some of the biggest crowds you've played for oh, the biggest I thought when and did they love you tour, I mean they loved her <laughs> I'm just kidding of course um, they do but I was so nervous because when we when he said college tour I was thinking oh bars or clubs in the college town we pull up and it's the arenas or like the basketball stadiums or whatever but a lot of them were like the city's arenas and my heart just dropped I was like no, 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 I didn't like mentally prepare for this. So, so the first night I was super nervous. I was just you pacing. But the minute I got up there, I was like, I got this. Like, what do you, you know, what are you kidding? I got this. So then it was just fun. And then after that first night, I was like, just ready to get back. Tell up there. Caroline what uh, Chase gave you for the last for goodbye <sighs> tour for the goodbye. He gave me a pair of Louboutins. He knows what's up. Can you believe it? Okay, so I had friends come to a show like, halfway through the tour, and he was talking about what Kenny Chesney had gotten him for an end-of-tour gift, and I was like, let's talk about end-of-tour gifts, like, joking with them, and they were all like, you gotta get her Louboutins, like, joking, and we're all messing around, and, like, three weeks later, he got you Louboutins. He got me, he, like, he remembered, he took his girlfriend, and, like, they went and picked him out, and, Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, is he cool? Have y'all become friends? Oh, my gosh. He's, like, one of my best friends. Aww. I'm obsessed with him, and he's so down to earth, and just, like, that's the thing, like, him just picking up his cell phone and calling me, it wasn't through agents, it wasn't through managers, it wasn't this whole thing, it was like, we're two human beings, I like your music, come play with me, you know what I mean, just, yeah. and I appreciate that so much about him, and, I mean, we hung out every day, you know, and that was so fun, playing basketball, or just, you know, watching TV, or whatever it was, just hanging out, so, it was really and fun. And no romantic dating, ever? <sighs> no. <laughs> I, you know what? I don't think her boyfriend would have liked it. Yeah. No. Okay, so was your boyfriend jealous that you were on tour with Chase Rice? Well, no, it was actually funny. I sang Ride with him uh -huh. every night at the shows, and one night I got off stage, and Van, my, Van, my boyfriend, was like, I didn't believe it. And I was like, What are you talking about? And he was like, You should have played it up more. Like, I didn't That's believe that y'all were together. That's actually a good And point. I was Wait, like, I didn't believe that y'all were together. Because it should have been more romantic. In, it should have been hotter. Like, during the oh. song Ride, because it's, like it's like a sexy song, and Chase does this little speech about, like, kind of like before he serenades me 
serenades me, and uh, Van was like, yeah, I didn't, like, That's you didn't good. play That's it up enough, boyfriend. and I was like, and so Van and, and Chase's girlfriend, like, while we're singing that, we'll stand on the side of the stage, like, holding each other, ah! and I'm like, get get over each other, like, this That's is an really act, cute. you can't do that. No. That's so. funny, you know, years ago, uh, I went to see my, uh, I, I don't think we were married yet, but the guy, my fiance or whatever, in a in a play, and I remember saying to him, you need to kiss her more. <laughs> Because I, I was trying to, ch- you know, yeah. it was like better Believe for the it. show. Yeah. 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 Yep. And your boyfriend manages Sam Hunt, right? Well, he, he's, he just, he's with Sam right now. He helps more with, like, the finances He's also his brother, yes. too, though. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, like, you're in with, like, the cool new Rat Pack. <laughs> they're fun. Yeah. We have a lot of fun. Uh, they're just crazy. Yeah. What kind of trouble do y'all get into? Oh, you know. Just, we, we love just a good... beach. Yeah. We love a good pool hang. A good beach hang. Just... Like cooking out, barbecuing, love that. But playing basketball, just anything. Okay. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. So, do you have the total bug to stay on tour? Yes, I don't stop. I'm like, I got the bug. I, I'm, you know, anybody that's in this industry is a show off. That's what we are. That's what we do. <laughs> we want to be up there, like shaking our tail feather and singing. That's what we do. So now I'm just. Yeah, trying to get any opportunity to jump back up there and about to play CMA Fest. So I'm so excited. Okay. Yeah. She's going to play Radio Disney stage. What is the Radio yeah. Disney stage? So mean? this is the first time that Radio Disney Country, since they just launched Radio Disney Country last year, this is the first time they're having a stage for CMA Fest. And, she's and gonna, they asked me to play. Yeah, she gets a and today, I heard my song on their radio for the first time. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so I was freaking they out. They play um, a song that. Lacey recorded that you Oh, yeah, wrote. that you wrote. Arms Lace, Link. Radio Disney. Radio Arms Disney Link? has been playing. Can you that. believe that? Can you that, that song live? Oh, my gosh. Do you? Oh, my gosh. So and by I, the way, the song is called Arms Length Away. Arm Link, Arms, Arms Length. Oh, Arms Length. Okay, Arms Caroline, Length. Caroline, you wrote it. Come on. I, thought we, I didn't. Well, maybe we, we might have changed it. We changed it. Yeah. Hey, you know, whatever. And Radio <laughs> Disney played it a lot. Yeah. <gasps> okay. Yeah, so one of Caroline's songs. People can go to iTunes and check it out. Yeah, one of Caroline's songs that she wrote, I'm like completely obsessed with. And so glad. Yeah, sang it for like, what, three years now? And Great. I hope that that song will just kick butt one day. I would love for that. For both of us. Yeah, I mean, girl, just take that thing and, and just take it to the top, okay? <laughs> yes, I'm trying to. <laughs> and that's actually the only outside song that I sing, like that I didn't write. So, so glad yeah. This one of those yeah. that you like hear it's and immediately. It's a special song. It's Very so special. special. It really is. And everybody that hears it's like in tears and like, oh my god, that's me, that's me, that's me. I'm like, no, that's feel me. That way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's about like an ex love and like your heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. It's everyone should check it out. Yeah, and listen to Lacey. It's sing very it. vulnerable and honest. So like, so tell me where you see yourself in the next five years. Oh, you know, on a street corner somewhere. I'm just kidding. Ah! <laughs> um, no, I don't know. I, I mean, you have these goals and these dreams, but. I'm so big on just like God's plan. It's gonna, I agree with you that. know, happen. You have a cross tattoo. I do, I do, and that's the only thing that keeps me sane because you start giving yourself timelines and you start, you know, overthinking things and all this stuff, and then you look up and you're like, "Well, I'm not where I expected to be," and then all of a sudden you feel like you haven't accomplished things, and so I'm trying to just enjoy each accomplishment as you it comes. Should. But for 19, you've already accomplished so much. <laughs> She's only Truly. been 19 for a few weeks, so. Yeah. Oh, you're barely 19. <laughs> I mean, you know. But hopefully I'll have a, at least one number one, if not a few. In Let's five say years. that. Okay. Yeah. Let's okay, say that. Victoria has bigger goals for you. She's talking about double Grammys. Grammys. I know, that's what I'm saying. That's a lot of pressure. Do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> maybe, I, you know, maybe I'm just super married. <laughs> no. Five years? You no. might be Wait, married. how old would I be? I'd be uh, 24. 24. Okay, so maybe I'd be engaged. Okay. Engaged with number ones. Yeah. And a Grammy. All right, I'll give you that. You can be engaged with at least one Grammy and a number maybe one. Maybe I'll be royal. Maybe. And a queen. <laughs> maybe I'll be a queen. Maybe. Okay. Do you think they like country? Oh, maybe I'll have sang it a Victoria's Secret fashion show. I think that probably. That's you what should I want. wear the lingerie because oh you look God, like a model. Stop. And then start becoming a Victoria's well, Secret model on the side. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be like country music first, then, you know, BS Angel. But, like, that would come. The fact that you would have the option to be a Victoria's Secret model. Well, is... I'd have to go with you to Barry's. You got the body. No, no. you're like, how tall no. are you? 5'8". Five 5'8", eight. Five eight, I mean, rock and bod. It's, it's stupid. Y'all, when y'all look at Lacey Cavalier, y'all will be like, is she real? Yes, I'm touching her right now, and it's real. It's real. <laughs> that's nice, girl. That's good. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to wrap up. I like Alrighty. to wrap up. Do you have something to say, Victoria? No, this has been lovely. No, Hasn't this it has been, been lovely? Awesome. Yeah. Did they, do, can we tell the people that you used to be my intern? Tell, yeah, of course. And that you're still in my, role, in my address book as intern. 
stop. I can't. It's, can't. it's too sentimental. I can't I know. change it. I know. Yeah. That's how I got started. I was going to school at Belmont, and I was interning. I wanted to intern, and I started interning for Victoria. You knew my cousin. I went to Spain with your cousin, yeah. Abby Darby. That's so, so weird. When she, we were at, sitting at Christmas dinner, and she's like, you know Caroline? And I was like, you know Caroline? <laughs> the world is tiny. Yeah, Everybody knows Caroline. Tiny. Yeah. I love the podcast. Oh. Hey, I've memorized the intro. Sing it. Caroline. She's the queen of talking. That's all I know. I love what it. What is it? Let's sing. She's the queen of talking. Hey, what's on your mind? She's got the inside. She's got the scoop of the ones. Watch of the ones that's hot. No one can do it quite like Caroline. <laughs> that's so low and sexy. Oh, you know, you know. I'm by Nicole, but I appreciate you know the song. Oh yeah, love it. Okay, so I like to end with leave your light. Okay. So Victoria, you go first. Leave your light, like leave some inspiration. How have you been inspired or how would you like to inspire others with what you've done or seen or experienced in your life? Uh, I'll leave you with, let's see, inspiration, inspiration. I'm glad you have to go first. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll just say what my, my uh, dear friend Leslie DePiro says. If money can fix the problem, it's not a real problem. That. Meaning, you know what I mean? We get crazy about stuff, but we yep. have to remember Except that. for therapy. Money can fix problems with therapy. <laughs> you know what? You're right. I'm okay. out. I'm out. Okay. How about this? Just don't double dip. <laughs> no, no, no. Go be on. Be nice. Be kind. Go on. Go on. No, I don't know. Just be brave and take chances because um, I think the, the, the only time you lose is when you don't do anything. You, you absolutely cannot lose by having an experience, mm-hmm. but you can totally lose by freezing yourself up. Hey, I like that. It's true. I love that. And and walks forward towards your dream, and it may not hit that dream, but another door is supposed to open. But you can't even hit that door if you don't walk towards it. So don't freeze. That's that's the only time you lose. I love that. Okay, yeah. great. What about you, Lacey? I'd say, which I try to practice this, like, on the daily when I'm, like, you know, have an emotional roller coaster that I live. But um, I would just say be complete yourself, completely yourself and be as transparent as possible. And also, like... For me, that what keeps me doing that is my family and things like that. And just know that, like, not to get all super God no, on everybody. Great. But, like, you know, my thing is audience of one. Like, you have no one to impress but him. And that's always kind of like, if I'm doing what I feel is true to myself and true to my goal eventually or whatever and making sure that everybody that, like, truly knows me and whatever still sees that in me, then... I'm, I'm doing good. You're doing no matter what happens. God's at your core. Yeah, yeah. And just, you know. How about you, so, Caroline? You're going to shed a little light for us today? This is about you guys. I know, but I love those things you post on Instagram. All Seriously. The, a lot of inspirational stuff. I like it. A lot of well, Dalai Lama stuff. Little Dolly Parton. Dolly, <laughs> Dolly. Um, I kind of feel like I started this podcast because it's same thing. I feel like a lot of people are really afraid to go after their calling on their heart. And mm-hmm. kind of like what you're saying, Victoria, I started off pursuing music. But I have now realized through that how much I love interviewing and hosting, mm-hmm. but I would have never figured that out exactly. if I hadn't started walking through right. the doors. And I just feel the same way. Like I think this life is so short, and if you don't live it, doing what's on your heart and like f- answering that call, mm-hmm. then why are we here? Right, exactly. So like I, that's why I love interviewing inspired people, because I think everyone needs to hear these stories and then go out in their own life and be inspired. Mm-hmm. Because that's how you're connected to the bigger source. I love that. And that's how you change the world and make it a better place. And if everyone listened to the calling on their heart, I feel like there would be a lot ha- a happier place that oh, we lived in. And yeah, if everybody totally. ate chocolate, my mother always <laughs> says that there'd be less wars because you can't be angry and eat chocolate. And people wouldn't be so angry. Yeah. That is true. So we need more chocolate and more love. <laughs> I can do that. Chocolate love. I can do that. Okay, and here's where the song comes in, Lacey. So start singing. Caroline. Talking, hey, what's on your mind? She's on the inside, she got the scoop on the ones to watch, on the ones that's hot. No one can do it quite like Caroline. I hope that you loved hearing from Victoria Shaw and Lacey Cavalier. They are amazing people. Y'all be on the lookout for Lacey's new music. She's awesome. She has some music videos on CMT also, and she's releasing a new single soon, so y'all get excited. And I just love that Victoria got to share and talk about all her wisdom with you guys, which she's been sharing with me my whole life. She's such an important person to me. Next week is awesome. 
awesome because I have literally the sweetest person on my show. And I mean it. It's literal. Her name is Rebecca Sweet. And if you don't know of her, you will and you should. She is a blogger. She has an incredible blog out there called Sweet Lady Jane with an I, lady with an I. And she's just a gem of a human being. Her blog talks all about food. She loves to do farm to table. She talks about gift ideas. She also talks about overcoming her greatest obstacle, which was dyslexia. And that is why she started the blog. And this has been a huge inspiring thing for her to overcome this and to share her writing with the world because writing has been one of the biggest struggles in her life. She is also married to Philip Sweet, who is one of the four members of Little Big Town, and she has a beautiful life on the road with him, with Little Big Town. She talks all about what that life is like, how her love story unfolded with Philip, and what happened when Girl Crush took the world by storm. So you guys are not going to want to miss next week with Rebecca Sweet. I love, love, love this angel, and she's amazing. So tune in and subscribe on iTunes. <laughs>